0: The earliest memory of my father would be the days we used to spend at the Olive Manor Motel in Burbank, California. My father would come to visit me two weeks a year, and we would spend the entire two weeks in this little motel. It had everything we needed. It had a swimming pool. My father loved to swim. I loved to swim. It had a great little restaurant that had hamburgers that we could get at any hour of the day these visits began when I was probably seven years old uh, up until the time my mother died which was 10 that certainly changed my life after my mom died I had to pack my bags and get ready for the big move to Chicago into my dad's tiny little apartment I, I never really thought much about where i was going and what kind of life it would be it just was with my father who i loved very much and i thought wherever i'm going that would be fine my father at that time was an insurance agent so he rented a very modest space that had a small office in the front i spent the first two years sleeping with my father we only had one bed uh, but my father really didn't sleep much so pretty much had the bed to myself the reason my father didn't sleep much was that he was up all night typing so along with the braille typewriter i'd hear my father making coffee and lighting cigarette after cigarette his favorite brand was lucky strike at that time i had no idea that he was working on this very serious philosophical treatise
1: in a subtle comma yet not so subtle Come vein.
0: Recording these things continually on his on tiny little tape recorder. Concept, colon, Placing the right punctuation after each phrase. It was this beautiful birth, poetic verse, but it was continually broken up old by old the punctuation. Hyphen, you know, semicolon, colon, apostrophe, on hyphen, and, hyphen, and on, hyphen, every night. It almost bracket, was like a lullaby to put Mary, me to sleep.
1: Bracket, period.
0: Another sound that was pretty wonderful was the sound of his fingers passing on the raised letters of the Braille. And part of uh, my task for my father was to go to the post office weekly and pick up books and deliver books back. And mind you, Braille books are probably 8 inches by 8 inches by 16 inches. So they're rather large and they come in these hard metal boxes And you could probably, on a uh, two-wheel dolly, stack up around a dozen of them. Typically, the work that I was picking up would be work by Virgil, by Dante, by Homer, Keats, Shelley, Swedenborg. Tape 7,
1: the Aeneid, Virgil, continuation of commentary.
0: This never seemed odd to me. It was my church, father's work. All, and I never questioned what he was doing. Was so we would spend the evenings. He would be well playing his I'd tapes talk, back. We'd be drinking coffee. Life, and I would eventually wear out and I'd go to bed and my father would stay up and it would continue. And that was his routine. For as long as I can remember as a boy growing up with my father.
1: Buddhism, Hinduism, Shintoism.
0: I had no idea of what the message was that he was trying to put on paper. Uh, I'm more interested in baseball, girls, and, uh, you know, cars than I am about what Dante has to say about the meaning of life. So I befriended a group of fellows that uh, were, you know, doing all sorts of fun things that I thought I might want to participate in. Our gang was the junior JPs. Uh, JPs were the junior palaces, which I think was a hamburger stand somewhere in the area. So one day, uh, one of the guys said, hey, I'm going to go rob this house. you want to come? At that time, I had my car. I said, sure. Come on, I'll drive. You know, just like we were going to uh, the movies or something. Broke the back window of the house, got in. There were three of us kind of took whatever we could. Mind you, we were probably 18 or 17 years old at the time. Got back in the car, drove away, went home. Apparently, someone got my license plate number. So the following day, I was at home. There was a knock on the door. The uh, man at the door identified himself as a police officer. My father said, Can you just give me a minute with my son? And uh, my father came back into the bedroom and closed the door and my father started crying and said, son, I'm going to tell you what happened to me as a young man and why I don't have my sight any longer. He told me that he was shot in an armed robbery with two other friends. The first man out of the door in the robbery was killed. They shot my father in the face. I went to jail And that's when I learned how my father lost his sight, right at that moment. You know, I'd never heard that from my father. I had no idea. I always assumed my father was, and the word around the house and family and such was that my father was shot in a hunting accident, and I assumed that was true forever. And we weren't touching one another because I think we were both so disturbed. He's telling me, essentially at the same age he's just went through the exact same thing that I'm about to go through and how could I really do this to myself? The police took me away and my father was there the next day bailing me out, found me a really good attorney and I ended up getting five years probation which wasn't bad since my father did five and a half years in prison. All of this was a revelation to me and more than anything it opened my eyes to my father's literary work.
1: Frightened by this dire portent,
0: my father never made it past eighth grade. Turns out he learned how to read Braille in prison and that's when he started to read the classics. Those readings were the genesis of what became my father's life work, an attempt to describe the revelation that so many philosophers and writers attempted to describe in their work. And the work was born of his own revelation.
1: The hill stretches its shadow far, period, close quote. End
0: of commentary. My father died in 1983. We had conversations uh, near the end of his life that, uh, you know, if, in fact, he passes on, that I'm going to continue to try and get this work published. Uh, He had faith in me. You know, he knew that I wouldn't uh, let him down, that I would take on the task. And he was so devoted to the work that he never really broke away from it. The only time he would take a break was when he would walk out into the yard, and he walked incessantly to think. So we would walk arm in arm. My father had to hold on to my left arm, and I just felt very proud that we were walking together and wish I could still be walking with my father. (laughs) ¶¶